Hello there, welcome to Intel with Christos G. I am Christos. Uh, shout out to all our new friends and old friends joining me this week. Um, IWCG is the podcast where we delve into thoughts and contents that ensure we become better believers. How is everyone doing? Um, I hope you're well. I hope your family is well. I hope you're doing well. And um, everything is turning out well for you. Turn out well. I've used so many wells. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to um, appreciate everyone who uh, listened into the episode last week. It was so thrilling to see that. Um, um, well, I'm saying it like it's, it's a new thing, but like I'm just genuinely appreciative. And sometimes I have to pinch myself um, to just come to the reality that people actually listen to what I say. <laughs> so thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for uh, taking time out. Um, thank you so much for uh, staying loyal. And um, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Um, this past week has been very, very productive for me. Um, you know, I had so many feedbacks and so many thoughts and, you know, people actually relating to the subject that we shared on um, on African parents. And um, I see that the general theme is, you know, we have frustrations. You know, there's a gap between our generation and our parents' generation. And um, there's a lot of things that um, needs to be learned on their side and on our side. And um, I, I think... The, the best way to uh, approach that is um, to have to continue to have honest, uh, open conversations with our parents, and um, ensure that the things that we think of, that we believe strongly that are right, uh, are being brought to the forefront and um, become the subject of important conversations. Um, right. So that being said, thank you to everyone. Um, secondly, I had announced last week, right, that um, this week we would be having a, a, a session on pod room. Um, but unfortunately, um, that would not happen as initially announced. Um, I actually set up the account. Uh, I did everything that was required but i realized that um, um my podcast has not been listed yet on apple podcast and uh the the, the audience or the 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 podcast that podroom allows to be featured on there are ones that have garnered a lot of listenership to be featured on uh, apple podcast so I want to implore you, please guys share, I beg you, help me so that we can actually build uh, a community around um, the subject and things that have been uh, shared on this podcast. So share with your friends, share with your colleagues, share on your social media, help me, you know, and let's get the podcast to the point where we actually have enough listenership and uh, we get the uh, attention. Uh, that we want and um, you know this just becomes a, a big thing you know and um, I will have you to credit for that so thank you anyway jumping straight into the um, topic that we'll be sharing today again still on uh, 
well not again i i want to just end it at this point so this episode will be the final note on how to live with african parents and i say final notes because um just last week right i had a lot of people get back to me and i appreciate you guys shout out to Tulukwe, shout out to chidema shout out to who else jemima shout out to uh funke bori um lady faye who else fam um i'm just speaking off the dome but thank you to all of you um uh, shout out to benga and uh, you know people who also brought up interesting uh subjects in line with how to live with african parents that we can actually talk about uh but my thought is like i said last week i don't want it to be like uh, part four part five six part seven and it looks like you know we, we get distracted and the only thing we want to talk about is um <laughs> and it looks like we're complaining and uh about uh african parents you know that won't solve anything so i don't and i don't want this uh, podcast to be attributed or be boxed into a certain topic sense and say oh okay so this is what it's about right i'm not that kind of person so i feel like we've said enough uh, to get just to set the wheels of communication going with your parents with your guardians with you know whoever needs to know with the older generation right so this is going to be the final notes and um um yeah anyway <laughs> so um yeah, sorry to everyone who might be disappointed or wanted me to still say something. Like I said, you know, if we get the podroom thing going, you know, maybe in a future date where well, we can uh, entertain more discussions and more uh, feedbacks on, on uh, that particular subject. But we have to end it here, right? Um, so today, like I said last week, you know, um, I'll just be touching on a few things as I conclude on this uh, particular subject. And um, I was speaking with a, fr- a dear friend yesterday, literally just catching up, actually. Spent like four hours <laughs> talking about how the past generation, our parents' generation, have, well, the, for lack of better word, failed us in equipping us to be wholesome adults. Um, so my, my friend was coming from the perspective that, you know, our culture, as beautiful as it is, you know, is jaundiced and um, in certain ways um, that, um, you know, we have been taught to, uh, well, I don't want to say subservient, but we've been taught to just, in order to be perceived as good children or children who have um, home training, as it were, um, we have to come under authority of our parents and we know we were we have not been given the opportunity and the chance to actually express ourselves as as adults as um, you know uh independent human beings and you know anybody that you know goes against that um that um batch production that identical production that, uh, that our culture gives us um is termed or tagged a rebel or you know someone who is an anomaly and you know your, your parents start saying don't associate with that person because you know he voiced his opinion or said something contrary to what adults believe and you know, my friend you know was really 
compassionate. That's the word. I don't want to say upset, but like his voice, his tone, you know, became uh, very harsh when addressing this subject. And I know that um, that's only because we are at the brunt, like we are the ones dealing with this thing. So, you know, it can get uh, frustrating when we talk about it. Uh, but I love that. I love that, you know, many more people like me are also becoming aware of, you know, certain things that have not been passed down correctly from our parents' generation. But um, like I said, right, um, it's good that we've come to the reality of these things. It's amazing. But I don't want us to carry on uh, buck, uh, you know, passing the buck. And you know, blaming or pointing fingers at that thing because this gener their generation is quickly fading away. And I'm not saying, oh, there's gonna be like a mass genocide and they will just kill all of them, but they they are passing in some way, they are going. So um when they eventually do, who do we then blame? So my my thing is, you know, let's be forward. Uh, thinking and you know forward looking you know yeah they've made some mistakes they've broken us in certain ways but what's next do we still carry on blaming them or do we uh, come to reality with uh we'll come to terms with what's happened and do better right in our lives as well um right so uh, uh, another particular issue that you know was said uh like that my friend and i you know were discussing yesterday that i thought um, as we conclude uh, this uh, uh, subject, uh, is worth mentioning, and this I feel so passionate about, right? About you know uh, this uh, bias as a result of our culture, and um, regarding marriage and you know selecting uh, life partners. Um, yeah, matter of fact, the, the, the conversation that led to this didn't exactly go well. And <laughs> so, um, I, and I know that I might not be able to uh, convince you, and I'm not trying to convince you, but I'm just trying to put uh, forth my opinion and um, uh, show you the basis of my opinion backed by the Bible. Right, so from our parents' generation, there has been this prevailing thought that, uh, okay, if you're Yoruba, you can't marry a certain uh, tribe. You can't marry from another whatsoever tribe. And um, I, I realized that not only is that, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, uh, an archaic, backward um, way to live life, um, it, yeah, it is not a progressive way to think and I don't think that and I don't expect or think that any of our generation should carry on their life with that um, whether it be it stereotypes about other, other um, races or other cultures or you know just blatantly saying oh you can't marry from and I realized that where does this stop? You know, we have inter-tribe, um, you know, biases that okay, an evil person, you know, um, should should not marry a Yoruba person. Yoruba person should not marry from an evil person because you know they're always uh, money oriented and blah blah blah. You know, and all of all of those whatever your parents tell told you. 
but it doesn't even stop there. Even within Yoruba tribe, which I'm part of, there are also certain boundaries and sectionalism that you, you can't marry from, you know, somebody that's from this state and somebody that's from that state and someone from that part of the Southwest and then I'm like, what? <laughs> Where does this stop? Where do we go from there? That is not the attitude and the behavior of love. If we claim to be believers, right? And I'm not trying to use this uh, opinion to, to take away from people who have been hurt, who have life experiences, scarring experiences um, um, that's made them to you know come to that conclusion. Fam, I sympathize with you. My heart goes out to you. But what we should always um, be careful to do is we don't, I mean, we can use our experience to encourage other people to make better decisions, but we don't take our experience as an ideal that, okay, because it's happened to me, boom, this is it, it is written in stone now. Nobody in this house must da -da 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 -da. Because we don't know where the world goes. Say, what happens now if, if you come to an environment where the people from your tribe don't exist there or there's a, a massive uh, annihilation and people from your tribe just suddenly don't exist what would you do then so does that mean you won't get married again because your parents told you 20 40 50 years ago not to marry a certain tribe and um yeah so like that that, that logic right doesn't just <clears throat> sit well with me and that's not like the attitude or the behavior of Jesus who we claim to follow, right? Um, just recently, I'm, I'm learning, before I used to be, you know, anti-culture, that, yeah, our culture is blah, 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 blah. And I realized that there's no culture. Culture is basically the way we do things around here. Like, okay, within a certain group of people, this is how we do things. And, you know, we believe that that's the way we want to live our life. But um, I think that culture should as it progresses because a lot of things changes in the environment so the way we do things i.e culture should also progress with time and i know that there are intricate values that shouldn't change maybe you know the the, the, the yoruba culture of you know uh parents uh children res uh, respecting their parents you know kneeling down uh, the boy uh, the male child prostrating i think those are fantastic uh, fantastic uh, values the bible also supports that it says in um Colossians 3.20 now, it says, children, obey your parents in all things, you know, that obedience and all that, like that amazing stuff. But where culture can be faulted is, you know, when it's telling you to do things that are not consistent or um, applicable to the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was a Jew, right? You know, so he, he lived all his life with Jewish customs and Judaism, I think it's called, right? But nowhere will you see in the bible in you know uh, the, the new testament when jesus enforced a particular culture that yo this is how you guys will live because if that were the case you know we will all be wearing sashes and all these gowns that the priest wore back in the day and turban and you know we would wash our feet i know that some religions they carry all of that on but <laughs> But Jesus was, you know, well, making a commenting on that, saying the things that go, <laughs> the outward observance of culture and religion, they don't make anyone pure. All those things, they are things that die with this world. 
what matters is the thing that goes in and, and i think that's what jesus christ uh, comes to really change and fix in any human being no matter what culture you are that your um your attitude is so there's a, a lot of you know um traditional uh, culture notable to to judaism and you know the, uh, the, the the way of life there but jesus didn't come to enforce that it was asked right the, the teachers of the law who carried this custom right they asked him to you um, teacher what do you say is you know the most important because there are too many laws too many observance of you know don't do this don't marry from these people don't eat this blah 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 jesus says the two things that are important you know love god love god as your i'm paraphrasing i can't even remember that but love god love people love your neighbor as yourself if you if you, if you love your neighbor as yourself you won't have that um bias that yo no me me can't marry from this because <laughs> if we we as christians right uh, we we're told to be childlike right and you see that children except when they get taught otherwise they children don't see color they don't care if you are from wherever children just love you they just pour out love so that's the same kind of behavior that we should have we should not be too rigid by culture or anything our parents told us to the point that or oh, establishing a stronghold in our hearts that Jesus Christ can't change. So um, if Jesus is not instructing you that, okay, I don't want you to marry your other person, Christos, I want you to marry and house a person. What would my, 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 the, the, the culture ingrained in me and that stereotype and that bias stop me from obeying Jesus Christ when the first law According to Jesus Christ, is obey, love um, the Lord your God. If I love God, I have to obey Him. So that means I am flexible. That wherever Jesus wants to push me or lead me, I don't have anything saying no because my dad told me thirty years ago don't marry. No, me, I can't marry. I'm a Christian. I love God, but I just can't marry. We shouldn't be that way. That is not consistent with the will law of love and god is love if you claim to show love to everybody you would not have any of this biases and much respect to our parents again like i said i know that all these things came from you know something led to them but i can guarantee you that none of your parents can tell them that jesus exactly told them that yo don't marry evil people don't marry white people because um you know they don't have culture uh, uh their, the wife will just leave you and <laughs> i'm sorry but you can hear how ridiculous all this thing sounds uh, because your wife will just take all you own there are people who have successful marriages and the married caucasian women so let us be that flexible that we don't we are well i think there's a movie beast of no nation we we don't have oh yeah i'm nigerian yeah i only grow with nigerians no no we are one there's only one nation the god nation the human nation that's the only race that we should recognize so th th there shouldn't be anything stopping us from exuding love to everybody we see everybody in marriage in friendship in business who oh, i can't do business with um 
um, some Yoruba people because they can be dubious. They can, you know, start doing um, juju to you or, you know, evil people. They can embezzle your money because, ugh, come on, bro. Come on, bro. If, <laughs> if you're being directed by love, and I know if you're being directed by love, Jesus will not watch you. You obeying what he said that love your neighbor as yourself because you wouldn't bring any harm or any hurt to yourself and would see the potential of somebody doing that to you and will still allow you to be duped or you to be scammed. So even that tells you that that means you don't trust Jesus. You don't trust God to give, make the best decision for you. That's why you have all these guards or all this restraint and it's stopping you from expressing properly with people oh yeah also people here yeah, because um, they can do any job yeah they're, they're lesser human being what god did not create any less human being we're all the same before him right so i pray that this helps you and you free yourself from all these biases and all these rigid thoughts that are not quite progressive and um yeah that's maybe holding you back in next farm yo man um <laughs> i think i've dwelt too long on that um um what other thing do i even want to mention even on adoption like i was discussing with um chidiman before the episode last week um you know <laughs> and my reason so i i am passionate about adoption right obviously i i plan to have my own biological children right but I feel like the problems of the world, there are too many children. I was reading a, a, a report by, um, is it Forbes now? No, it's not Forbes. Uh, Inc. Uh, Inc. Um, Cooperation. And they were saying there that, um, you know, Saudi Arabia, I think I mentioned that last week, has 700 um million no 700 billion 700 billion after uh, after crude oil fund that so if they could there's a, a global disaster now where they can't make money anymore from crude oil they have 700 billion stashed to look after themselves to diversify which they're already doing diversifying in tech you know um in um what was it called electric cars and you know progressive uh, automobile uh, means so 700 and this uh, their projected population by 20 say 2030 or 2040 is about 40 million or, or thereabout but nigeria guess what we're currently 200 million in 2050 our projected population is going to be 400 400 400 million people and out of those people my, my thing is who is gonna and we don't even have half of their um uh, well, i think even in our excess crude oil accounts and you know our you know future we don't i think we barely scrape two million two billion dollars two billion dollars of to look after people you know so there's nothing to look after people for from the future the future generation and more children are being born, less children are being taken care of. What happens to those children? You know, there are loads of children in, you know, motherless baby homes. Nobody cares for them. There's no hope for their future. Who, are, who is going to, you know, who is going to cater for those children? Would that be, do we still need, you know, more children being born? I'm not saying, you know, don't have kids, bro. Do you? 
but we need to to be conscious of the ordeals of other people, what other people are going through. If it means you have to downsize, if you know, before you want to have 12 children, think less. You know, maybe I don't know. I, I don't I can't tell you what to do with your life, but think less and try to see how you can absorb other people into your life and express that love. Again, it's about love. Express that love to them, to somebody else's child. That's, I think that's the purest form of love. Where you can show love to people who are not even connected to you by birth, by biology, by blood, by whatever. You just love them the same way you will love people that are your own. That is what Jesus did for us when we don't even deserve it. He took us as brothers like we were already saved when we were just idiots and just roaming about. Right? Anyway, I'm going to leave that thought there, right? And the final thing I wanted to mention... Um, which is, you know, from the subject of, um, you know, people, and I know, you know, from this subject that you get conversations, some of your friends will be telling you things. I, I want to say be careful with those um, instructions and those advice that you get from your friends, right? Um, find good friends, like wholesome friends. That's why I would say these conversations about, you know, African parents can go on and on for eternity. We still have something to talk about, right? And, but I don't want us to, you know, carry that forward. I want us to make actionable plans to actually salvage what is left. Whether I have a conversation with your parents or plan ahead with your own life. But I don't want us, you know, relying on friends, you know, complaining about our parents to people. And you know that there are some of your friends, like, for the lack of better word, and I don't mean to offend anyone with this, that they don't have sense. You know some of your friends don't have sense. And you're taking advice from them. They're telling you, burn your parents, man. Well, shout. Well, if they say it, one, say two. Let them know that you're not an idiot. Make your voice known. If they shout, well, you need to shout back. Let them know that ah, you're not a, a walkover, bro. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not the best way forward. Because what those people will successfully do is ruin your own relationship with your own parents. You don't have two parents. You won't have opportunity to have two parents. Right? If you end up, if they help you to ruin your relationship with your parents, who will, who will be to blame for that? Who will be to blame? You will be the one not enjoying good relationship and you see other people enjoying good relationship with their parents. And funny enough, or coincidentally and by divine providence i actually found something like that in the bible right so there's a gentleman uh Rehoboam, uh i think it was one of uh david's sons or something like that yeah it was solomon's son so yeah one of david's grandchildren or whatever and um so, so still on this uh, getting advice from your peers like be very careful be very careful i know our parents have flaws they have faults but I would rather you have confrontational or proper polite conversation with them or other people who can give you wholesome advice. And I did this a while ago where I just pretend to be dumb <laughs> about a certain subject and I introduce that subject to my friend and see who, which of them could actually give me helpful advice and you will know you you yourself you're not an idiot you will know when they're giving you advice that is oh there's a sticky one that you know that okay this guy there's no substance to this advice 
So you you know then why are you allowing yourself for victim? Anyway, going back to Robert Bar- uh, uh, First Kings chapter twelve, right? I, I will advise you read how many verses in uh, the entire thirty three verses, or at least the first twenty, right? So this this gentleman, right, was made king, and um, you know in the excitement, it was a young man in the excitement of being the king. Oh, the people came with uh, came to him and say, "Yo, your father Solomon, you know, he did such and such. He made us suffer. What will you do to alleviate our problems and our issues? If you you know listen to us and you know help us, the 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 burden, the taxes, and all the things that your dad has put on us. If you you know lessen our burden, we will follow you. We'll be loyal to you." He said, "Oh, cool." Went to the elders. Like, okay. These people have come to me with this issue of how my dad maltreated them, my dad Solomon. What do you advise I do? He spoke to the elders. They said, yo, would advise, you know, you alleviate, you know, their problems, reduce their tax burdens, reduce the, the penalties and things that they have to, you know, bring into the uh, royal coffers. You know, just make their life good because if you serve people well, they will be loyal to you. He said, oh, yeah, cool, calm. He heard that. But I think in his head, he thought, you know what, let me speak to my guys, man. Let me speak to the clique, to the inner circle, to the cool guys. He called his friends. And the, the Bible says people of his age, right, to advise him. And this one said, yo, burn those advice of the elderly people, man. You know what you do? Tell the, the people of the city, when you go back to address them, tell them that, yo, you guys think you are the worst? I'm going to make your life miserable. So my dad's, um, my, my, my one finger will be as thick as my dad's waist. So if my dad gave you 20, like if find you 20% of all your earnings as tax, I'm going to make it 200%. Like that was literally the implication of what he said. Like I'm going to multiply your burden because he, he thought, by instilling fear and um, slavery and substitute, like forceful substitute on people, that you know people will fear him and you know it will be a great name. Guess what? That advice backfired, didn't it? He was killed. So my thing is, and my advice from that is, my takeaway for you, you listening to me is. Um, be, be very wary, be very wary, the, especially young people like you. If you know that they don't have God in them or, um, you know, or it's just a, a sticky advice, my guy, don't take it. You only have yourself to blame. And um, I, I, I hope, you know, that this helps somebody and, you know, you don't just run like a headless uh snake getting advice from any, any tom dick and harry and um you know you get yourself burnt by those advice um i hope this helps somebody we're gonna leave uh this this subject here right next week very very exciting we'll be talking about so i have some thoughts that i want to share about being a christian i know there's like a lot of misconceptions i've had you know some friends who used to be Christians or like used to be churchgoers but now you know they're cool kids they don't they don't rule with Christians anymore because they think that we are close-minded people we live in a bubble you know we don't know what's going on so the next week we'll be talking about I'm a Christian um am I a boss kill does that mean I'm a boss kill because I'm a Christian so you know I'll be sharing some thoughts about 
um, being a Christian and um, what it actually means to educate those that don't know and those who of us who know and um, to convince us about our our belief and not to be apologetic about you know things that the bible says you know uh, subject relating to homosexuality to um you know everything how to be a christian in this world as you know a normal person and not have to succumb to criticism and all of that so i'm so excited for that we'll be talking music we'll be talking fashion we'll be talking being a christian as uh being a christian you know uh, how that relates to fashion does that mean i'm a boss kill when it comes to my taste in music does that mean okay the only thing i listen to is dumb word like all of those that all of those uh stuff is going to be amazing i'm buzzing for that so please um share with your friends you know tell somebody you know and if you have any um, any feedback or any uh suggestions for me to consider on that topic please let me know please let me know you know and um, if you've had any any uh criticism that someone has raised uh, by reason of you being a christian that you can't answer you know share with me we'll see how we can answer that all right so my name still remains chris stars if you want to send me an email you can do that at, at askiwcg.podcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot me a text I love that. I love talking to people. If you want to, you know, if I said something on one of the episodes that you don't like, that you want to bring my attention to, please do that. Plus 234-902-627-3795. I go again. Plus 234-902-627-3795. God bless you. Um, enjoy your week. Enjoy your day. Um, make sure you drink your water. Eat your vegetables, eat your fruit. Be well. God bless you. Bye.